Welcome to Cancer HealthCast, where science is driving hope. I'm your host, Nikki Henderson. Today, we are joined by Dr. Frank Perna, a psychologist and program director at the National Cancer Institute, Division of Cancer Control and Population Sciences, Behavioral Research Program, and Health Behaviors Research Branch. Dr. Perna provides leadership and oversees a research portfolio related to physical activity promotion, exercise intervention for cancer survivors, and skin cancer prevention and control. Frank, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you for having me, Nikki. Can you start off by telling us a little bit about the mission of the National Cancer Institute's Division of Cancer Control and Population Sciences and how innovative research is helping to alleviate the hardships of cancer? Sure. So the mission of DCCPS is to reduce the risk, incidence, morbidity, and deaths from cancer and to enhance the quality of life for cancer survivors and their families or those affected by cancer. So it covers a wide scope. So we fund research across what we call the cancer control continuum related to skin cancer prevention, emotional sequelae of diagnosis and treatment, and assessment of UV exposure and some protective behavior in cancer survivors. We also fund research along the research continuum, so from epidemiological research to early phase behavioral trials, to behavioral intervention trials, and dissemination and implementation science research. Um, we also contribute to items and partially fund our national surveys that assess UV risk behaviors, um, uh, indoor tanning, sun exposure, context of sun exposure and sun safety behaviors. We work with other agencies um, such as the CDC, the FDA, the Office of the Surgeon General uh, for some uh, activities. And we also have some of our own uh, websites and publications such as the Cancer Trends Progress Report and the SEER registry that you can visualize um, incidents of different cancers, including melanoma. Great. Thank you so much for that explanation. I really appreciate it. Well, April is National Cancer Control Month. And Frank, I know that you focus on the prevention side. So from that perspective, are there any emerging technologies that you may be able to speak about? Or is there any work your colleagues might be working on to specifically diagnose and treat melanoma? Sure. Um, so one area that kind of overlaps with us, um, you know, dermoscopy is involves an examination of the skin using a dermatoscope which is a handheld device that allows closer uh, view of the skin layers and detection and diagnosis of uh, melanoma. And while this is not necessarily emerging, what is more emerging is how it can be used by different practitioners and with remotely too, so that dermatologists can view uh, images, not necessarily in person, but um, they can be transmitted virtually. More on the prevention side of where I work mostly is the use of personal UV dosimeters and their incorporation into apps. Uh, that has been kind of a, a ballooning area of expanded research. So what these do is they provide personalized data on UV exposure rather than what we call ambient UV. And this provides contextual information. So for example, where is a person with respect to shade or surface reflection? So your ambient uh, UV exposure, which you typically get when you look at your weather app, 
doesn't necessarily take into account the surface where you're at. So for example, kids playing on playgrounds or things like that can have up to you know 25 to 30% more UV exposure than ambient because of reflected light, or if you're near water and those kinds of things. So personalized dosimeters pick up some of that exposure. Conversely, if you're in shaded areas or have access to that, um, you're obviously not gonna get as much UV exposure. The apps also allow people to enter information about their sun protective behavior, like whether they're wearing sunscreen or have uh, any protective clothing on, that um, there are quantification algorithms that are used then to kind of adjust that risk. So you get a better assessment of, of what someone's actual UV exposure is. And then there are prompts and other kinds of reminders to help people to do that. So this has been an area that's been expanding in in our work to provide more personalized information. And that goes for people with a history of cancer, not only melanoma, but a, lot, a number of cancer survivors due to their uh, cancer treatments might have more sun sensitivity um, or, uh, to the sun and uh, can be at higher risk for skin cancer as well uh, as the general population. Okay, I appreciate you uh, explaining about the UV dosimeters and the apps and how this is all all tied together and all helping um, in the prevention of skin cancer. Well, are there certain tech tools that NCI is using to access or manage skin cancer data? Sure. So our CER, Surveillance Epidemiology and End Results Program, provides information on cancer statistics in an effort to reduce the cancer burden. And so CER is supported by our surveillance research program. And one of the things that we track in there is melanoma incidence. So you can see melanoma incidence um, over, over time uh, and in select groups and, uh, and in groups that have by age or by um, their risk factors. Um, the Cancer Trends Progress Report includes information on sun safety. Um, so wearing sunscreen, wearing protective clothing, seeking shade, et cetera. Indoor tanning, um, that's a, a high risk exposure. Outdoor tanning and sunburn. So to the degree that people report sunburn. Uh, we contribute items to national surveys. These um, assess the sun protective practices and UV exposures and sun exposures that I've mentioned. Um, but what these do in, is they provide more of a context because you can use these surveys to link with other information, like such as other health behaviors or motivational factors or associations of these exposures with other health information or beliefs about health information that they might receive. So that helps to understand not just the kind of external context in where sudden risk behaviors are occurring and, and how some safety behaviors are incorporated in them, but some of those internal motivational and uh, attitudinal effects and how information affects their, their use. I also wanted to mention our class. So class stands for classification of laws associated with school students. And this includes capture of state school policies related to sun safety, education, and policies affecting access to sunscreen, et cetera, in schools. Children are particularly vulnerable to UV, excess UV exposure, partly because they spend more time outdoors uh, than other kids. They're also, you know, get exposed more to advertising for 
tanning beds and things like that. Um, so that's another risk factor for them. And they also just, depending on how old they are, their skin is just more sun sensitive too, to, to UV sensitivity. So those are some technologies that we, we use to, to capture data from a variety of sources, both from the person uh, as well as the, the environment that they're working in or operating in. Okay. It's good to hear about the SEER program. Um, hey, you speak about that. I, I know the SEER program is, is key in the access and management of a lot of uh, cancer data. So it was good to hear about that. And thank you for highlighting the class program as well. Well, Frank, how important are partnerships when it comes to accelerating progress in cancer control? I, I'd say they're vital. We cooperate with other agencies such as the FDA. So for example, you know, they, our researchers um, will conduct, that we fund will conduct research on tanning bed use, who's, who's using it, what are the contexts that they're using it. And FDA uses that, um, has used that information from our portfolio of investigators, as well as their own internal uh, research for tanning bag classification and some of the recommendations that they make around their, their use. We've also worked much more extensively with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, um, who are actually operating um, programs. So we work together on analyzing data, um, using some of the surveys, putting items on those surveys that I, that I mentioned that, that the CDC actually fields the surveys and we contribute items to them and make those reports. We host meetings, um, both with other federal agencies and with the extramural community uh, on sun safety practices, uh, the latest research in those, in those areas and we contribute to those reports. So those agencies really do a lot of the, the work that, that I think touches people more than um, NIH, but I think we all fit together quite, quite well uh, in this area. Okay, perfect. Well, that's really good to hear. Well, are there any new initiatives being launched that are geared more towards preventing melanoma? So I'll start broadly and then get more specific. So our skin cancer prevention and control, you know, portfolio that we we fund, we we don't have specific what we call program or notices of funding opportunity announcements for skin cancer, but it is included in among a number of, of health behaviors in our small grants programs. So those are R03 and R21 programs, and in several of our R01, which are our larger grant programs. So investigators can fund research, have their research funded and put in applications um, to fund their research. Uh, we also convene a number of meetings and panels um, that have happened. So these, these usually occur at national meetings that we kind of put out our, what are our research interests or goals um, that we're looking at. And I'd say right now, um, the biggest area is trying to add context or understand the context where risk behaviors occur. So we can track how much someone is using sunscreen. We can, or other sun protective behaviors, we can track when uh, people are reporting sunburn in the last year. That's typically how it's done in international surveys. 
is putting that data together, like in what context did the sunburn occur and what were you doing at the time? And so that's that's really that personalized approach. So it's kind of personalized behavioral medicine that we're trying to promote. So I'd say those initiatives. Uh, then we also have an interest in how sun safety behavior interacts with other behaviors and particularly physical activity. And there, um, you know, physical activity is terrific as a as a preventative behavior uh, with you know very uh, strong associations with cancer prevention for a number of different cancers but but um melanoma is one where you actually show higher incidence and we think that that is due more to unintentional exposures that happen rather than someone seeking to tan during their activities or things like that so trying to understand that specific context, and that opens up different avenues for research, for research as well as understanding some of the motivations behind it, because you do you intervene with people differently if they're purposely seeking to tan or purposely trying to expose themselves, whereas it's different if it's unintentional. And so there, there are some more um, kind of light touch or things that you're not necessarily doing. And sometimes those involve policy. So what can policies can be implemented or practices? And our research portfolio has been very uh, active in this area in understanding how some messaging, how some um, built uh, environmental structures, shade structures, and other kinds of things can be useful in offering that kind of contextualized sun safety practice that's kind of out of awareness, so to speak, um, rather than a direct uh, approach. And certainly organizations that um, have activities and things like that, that they can also adjust some of their policies to do this. So we, we have work ongoing in this area. So I think that, that those are initiatives that have sprung from some of the work that we, we've done, whether they're the meeting announcements that we're doing, where we are convening, um, you know, we can need an international panel um, that would support the National Academy of Sciences and Engineering and Medicine to kind of look at, at, at this and other factors too. We, NCI hosted as a skin cancer prevention and physical activity meeting uh, a couple of years ago um, where we invited experts from a number of different areas to try to understand this context a little bit better. And also when you're trying to intervene on a risk factor, that is is more unintentional that they're getting rather than an intentional exposure. So. That's very interesting when you were talking about there that you can track who's reporting sunburn and who's using sunscreen. That's really, I mean, it's really good that you're mm -hmm. able, you have the capabilities to do that. And I also appreciate you highlighting the, the small grants programs and the policies and just the overall continuous efforts um, to prevent melanoma. So that's, that's really wonderful. Well, Frank, what are some of the top data and tech goals that the Division of Cancer Control and uh, Population Sciences is hoping to accomplish this year? Well, you know, again, kind of going back, I think this integration of behavioral risk factors with the context of other activities is really one of the, it's it's both a data goal that you're trying to get, and, and particularly those those capture of, of UV exposure by devices and apps that can that can do that and making them more 
widespread so that we we can get a, a finer grain analysis of where this is happening. So while there's the capability, it's also difficult to either implement or kind of fully realize. So while it's it's good that it's capable, I wouldn't necessarily say it's widespread right now. And so that's one of our top challenges, I would say, now. And then actually then how to use that to kind of change behavior or policies that would then affect those behaviors. Okay. Before we conclude, Frank, I wanted to know, do you have any final remarks that you would like to share with our listeners? Yes. So I would, you know, I definitely want to emphasize that that I see this, the skin cancer prevention, you know, it's a rare opportunity in cancer control where you, where we have effective strategies that work. We know we can use some protective practices. There are products that, that will block UV. There are behaviors such as avoiding tanning beds that are very effective uh, at that. And that, that while not all melanoma, but a lot of uh, a high percentage of melanoma is due to this excess UV exposure. So it, it is something that we can prevent. And we know kind of the, the cause and uh, the, I don't want to say cure, but the prevention of that. And hopefully we'll see a reduction in the incidence of melanoma as we're going forward. Frank, I really want to uh, thank you so much. We really had a great discussion. I really enjoyed it. And I really appreciate you joining us today. Hope you have a great afternoon. Thank you. You too. HealthCast, along with GovCast and CyberCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at govcio.com.